Welcome, everybody, back to the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast. After the wonderful Thanksgiving break we had and Black Friday for those idiotic enough to celebrate it, <laughs> I hope you guys stayed safe. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I hope you guys didn't get caught by that immediate explosion that happened 24 hours after Thanksgiving, the media claimed happened. <laughs> anyway, Delusional so... People. This week, we're going to get to a number of topics, including the merger of PUBG Corp merges with another company from its new studio. Uh, H1Z1 Daybreak has been acquired for $300 million. You know, it's one of the people that, for that studio. <laughs> um, they owned, well, we're going to get into it. They, all, they still own EverQuest and EverQuest 2, and they're still. Yeah, but they haven't updates. done anything good in decades, dude. <laughs> so we'll get into what actually good things they have been doing. Um, also be getting into a bunch of PS5 news, including scalpers ruining it for everybody, a possible new PS5 development, PSP uh, 5G, that is. So, and the PS5 Pro with two graphics cards is going to be pretty crazy if it's real. Um, and then hell has literally frozen over. And there's a reason why. Because as it stands right now, because... One of the topics that we have tonight is about the Xbox Series X. And it's just, well, in general, and ju just about Xbox. And I guess you could say I was naive enough not to even pay attention to this, the Xbox at all. And I didn't know this feature even existed, because if it did, I might have actually bought one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that they openly allow developer mode on their game consoles. So you can upload any software you want. Just, just go ahead willy-nilly and do it. I was like, nice oh my for, god. Nice for saving it for the topic. Yeah, well, we'll get into it, but like, <laughs> that alone, like, as it stands right now, I am, even though I'm not going to buy either for a while, uh, if it is, it'll be a PS5, but <laughs> as it stands right now, if I had the, the money just flying around, I'd probably buy an Xbox Series X, like the one of the small ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever it's called. So, yeah. But we have, yeah. Number of topics, but what the heck did everybody do over the Thanksgiving break? Grim. Crickets. Is that what we did? Grim. Anyway, Bazinga. Uh, uh, I didn't do much. I went, I went Christmas shopping. <laughs> uh, oh, I did uh, order the uh, the screen. For my GoPro, the the sorry self, about that, I the, had to take care of something. The selfie cam thing and a a new handle and bat more batteries. Oh okay. So I got them for a good price, and then I also uh, did uh, melty bead art. Okay. With uh, Amy and her daughter, and I made a. Did you ooh. braid your hair too? <laughs> uh, if I could, I would. <laughs> uh, I made a little. I made a little Game Boy. If you. Oh, Aaron's made me one of those before. Yeah, I made a little Game Boy, and yeah, I made, made a, me a... I made a uh, question box from Mario. Yeah, there you go. So I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, that's not it. I think she made me like a One Piece. Yeah, she made me the skull and crossbones with the straw hat. 
One Piece. For oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know One Piece, it's an anime. It's been around forever. Okay, well, what have you been up to then, Grim? Okay, let's see. Other than having Dark Souls 2 kill my computer for like five minutes, <laughs> I caught up some on The Mandalorian. I saw the infamous egg episode and laughed at how pathetically weak people are because that was just funny. <laughs> that was, it was just it was. It fun. Was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. The idea that people tried to get the show canceled because of it is just... This is why I don't watch these new shows. This is why I avoid shows like The Mandalorian, Nate, because the fan base is just a bunch of woke trash. <laughs> just complaining about the stupidest shit. Um... Other than that, really nothing. I've been very bored and not really motivated to play anything. Just kind of killing time until Cyberpunk to uh, Cyberpunk comes out in a couple days. It's a couple days. Yes. Seven, couple days. Days. Seven days. Seven days. Yeah. I didn't Indeed want to jinx it. It's gonna be. You know? It's gonna be fucking. Yeah. Hopefully, there's. Well, there's no delays yet, so there should be launching. It should be launching. Yeah. Oh, and I've been also laughing at. Xbox fanboys on Facebook and shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, over this vacation, well, I guess you could say it wasn't really a vacation for me, but that's besides the point. Some people got a Thanksgiving vacation. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but I did not. So the one thing, though, um, I have been doing and we're going to get into in depth is over this entire um, last week, because on the 24th, this came out. Ready Player Two. So, and obviously I devoured the whole thing already. It's one of the best books. Um, not completely sure if I like it better than the first one. In a sense, I kind of do. Um, and I'm going to let you guys all know that on the second half when I get into a full deep dive review of Ready Player Two. Um, <clears throat> and, oh, I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to leave at that point then because I just got the first book and I'm going to start oh, reading no, it. No, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Y yes, you will. You, you <laughs> will. No, I'm not going to give any spoilers because it's too soon for the book. Um, so I will not. If the book was already out for like a half a year, I might give some spoilers, but no. Um, on my Goodreads review, I didn't give any spoilers either. So. Um, no, that's about what most I've been doing. I'm being at work like stupid amounts of time for no reason, but that's all right. <laughs> it's called money, Nate. That's the reason. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more like the schedule just sucks. It, it's overrated, but anyway. What, being able working. to pay your bills is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take I'll take your internet away. I'll take your cable away. I'll take everything away from you, and you can go live in a hole in the ground for a few days, and then tell me how you feel. You will live in China. Besides, where you don't besides, have the right to do anything. And I don't want to hear hungry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, because that costs money too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get into this first topic. So, H1N1 Studios Daybreak Games acquired for $300 million. The, de the developers were formerly part of Sony, but have, obviously, we know this because we talked about their during the EverQuest thing, because Sony used to be the ones that controlled, like, the EverQuest servers. Um, oh, so yeah, H1, yeah. Uh, so, Daybreak Games, the developer of H1Z1, obviously, um, obviously, then one of their developers went on to form PUBG. He left the company. Uh, they also developed PlanetSide 2, EverQuest... Um, used to be part of Sony, and now they have announced that uh, Ined Global, EG7, is what they're better known as, 
On December 1st, the deal seems to have the company acquisition of 100% of Dave Geek's shares. Um, so, and they're not like, they, I guess supposedly according to this though, they're not really changing anything. Uh, according to Jason Epstein, who is the chairman oh, great. of Epstein. Daybreak Games. Uh, Epstein, yeah. Did he um, do it too? So, <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah, so obviously one of the biggest things that they have, obviously, is EverQuest, which is weird. Like, H1N1, like, completely, like, for the most part, when PUBG came around and became popular. And wait a minute, the, wait a minute. I don't think they, they have was, that. Hold up, dude. I don't think they have that. Sony owns EverQuest. They worked for Sony. Sony got rid of them. I don't think they took the rights with them. No, they did. They sold it to uh, Daybreak. No, I'm almost positive Sony didn't sell the rights to EverQuest. We did. We covered this on the, the podcast. publisher. Okay, they sold they sold the publisher, but I don't know if they sold the rights itself. Daybreak is yeah, a developer. We, yeah, we yeah, covered, that's what I mean. We covered this on the last on the EverQuest podcast. Yeah, we covered it. But we and covered we, that they sold the company. I don't think they sold the rights to the game itself. They did. That's just why Daybreak, the company. That's why Daybreak is doing the update. Has been, and that's another part of this article is that they are coming out with an update to EverQuest two, and an up, uh, uh, the last, the latest expansion to EverQuest, Claws of Vishon. If you go to everquest.com, it says at the bottom, tw copyright twenty twenty Daybreak Daybreak Game Company. Nothing about Sony. Wow, that's yeah. fucking stupid. That is incredibly stupid. Um, yeah, so I, th well, that all kind of started when Sony had their big, uh, a big hack going on. It, there was a big hack and like, I, I lost all my stuff because like we could, you could, we could talk about it all you want, but like the reality is that is just stupid. EverQuest is like a golden egg that could have been rebirthed if done correctly. And the idea that they, they didn't keep those rights when they got rid of the studio, it boggles my mind. They should have kicked those people to the curve and kept the rights. Because they're bad. They're not good developers, but they could have got a real team on it. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't have bought it. Daybreak probably wouldn't have went independent. They um, did, yeah, if, but did, if, they couldn't, if they couldn't take that with them. Yeah, but you're explaining it wrong, Nate, because it's not go independent. I'm saying Sony should have just been like, we're done with you. We're taking our RP and we're leaving. And they should have just took EverQuest and ditched the bad studio which hasn't made a good game since the original EverQuest, in my opinion. They and make EverQuest, DC Universe Online, Planet Side Two, and H One Z One. They should have. Uh, they should have just said goodbye to them and kept the the, the IP. Like I they should have. Yeah. Sony owned all that IP. I don't know why they gave it all to them when they left, but that was just stupid. Well, Sony didn't own Planet Side. Planet Side Two came around when. One of the head developers from Bungie came over to Daybreak, and then they made Planet Side Two. But that was after the acquisition. No, Planet Side Two came out way before Daybreak, dude. Dude, all all of those games were Sony IPs until they got until they let them leave. Like Planet Side Two was a PlayStation was a, a Planet Side and Planet Side Two. Daybreak didn't come up until after like, what do you call it? Started to fail. Uh, H1Z1. Yeah, Planet Side 2 came out in uh, 2012. Yeah. No, but I'm pretty sure the acquisition to Daybreak breaking away to its own company was after the... After Planet Side 2. Yeah, it says developers, Sony Online Entertainment, publishers, Sony Online yeah. Entertainment. Sony owned all those things, so I'm just wondering wh who who at that... 
as the Sony was dumb enough to say, we don't need any of these big IPs because they were all big IPs. I, I just, I don't understand it. That's just without a doubt, stupid. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. They could have resurrected EverQuest. But well, then again, the handling of EverQuest has been bad to begin with, you know? Like, the Day biggest MMO in the world, and you screw it up multiple times. Daybreak Game Company is an American video game developer based in San Diego. The company was founded in December 97 as Sony Online Entertainment. Yes. A subsidiary of Sony SCE. Yes, which means Sony owned everything. So I don't understand why they didn't keep any of it. Well, yeah. Well, they had but, no developers to work on those games. Daybreak was the one doing it all. So, so put you know, shut down those like farm those old servers out to someone else, the old ones. Shut down development on them. Go dormant and get a new team together and build some new games out of those things. I'm saying those are that's like those are big titles that they're getting rid of by saying goodbye to to that uh, to the the IP. And those IPs are not small. EverQuest is not a small IP. Someone well, no. must not have understood what he was doing. Well, if they're still doing updates for EverQuest and EverQuest 2, I mean, obviously they're still growing strong. Yeah, so I don't see why Sony should have just been like, your studio's dead. We're going to transfer this over to some real people that know what they're doing. Is what they should have done, really. Yeah. And then it became uh, Verant Interactive, and they launched EverQuest through Sony. Yeah, yeah. Um, then but, they hired yeah. Ultima Online developers. But oh, they're to hoping de to develop yeah. Star Wars Galaxies. Yes. Um they're hoping to obviously yeah, they're obviously they're optimistic about this uh acquisition and being acquired by another company because they think it'll help them. But we'll see in the future. Um, another studio. So another merger we have is PUBG uh, Corp merges with another company to form new studio. Uh, developer of PUBG Corporation, the team responsible for Battle Royale. Yeah, players are known. Everybody knows that. Uh, the merge will with a subsidiary, subsidiary such as PUBG Brand from a brand new studio called PUBG Studio. So Original. they're more lines just merging their two companies they made. Which is weird, anyway. <laughs> um, I got an idea. Why don't you just make another PUBG and shut the hell up? <laughs> like, just get a new engine and work on PUBG 2. Done. Uh, they're, they're thinking outside a box that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Uh, anyway. Uh, for the studio, for studios that uh, what do you call it, live under the crafting blue hole kind of bubble thing which is that's what this is going to be now uh the PUBG studios uh which is focused on an mm which is on lmo like terra and obviously and then PUBG studios is going to focus on rising wings and striking distance studios uh triple a developer helmed by sledgehammer co-founder of glenn Schofield? Wait, I've never heard of Glenn, Glenn Schofield. Helmed by Sledgehammer? That makes no sense. Doesn't Activision own Sledgehammer? That's what I thought, too. Um, I mean, and, who cares? Because Sledgehammer has never made a good game either. So so Glenn Schofield is working on his focus with PUBG Studios, with his new corporation company, is going to be focusing on a narrative-driven experience of PUBG. 
just what everybody who plays PUBG wants. Not. No, it, no, and, it says and, uh, Striking Distance Studio is a AAA developer helmed by Sledgehammer's Games co-founder, Glenn Schofield. Oh, yeah, Schofield. co-founder. Yeah, okay. That's why I said Glenn Schofield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah co-founder. He's the one working on a uh, narrative-driven PUBG experience. Ah. Again, just what everybody <laughs> who plays PUBG was asking for. A uh, clunky mess. Uh, look, That's what it's going to be, a clunky mess. I'm not a developer, I'm okay? But I'll tell you right now if you put me in the head of that studio like two years ago all i would have done is sat down and been like the studio we have working now is going to keep working on making PUBG better we're going to start working on a new version on a better engine that runs better that makes that's every everything better than that shitty engine we use for the other version of the game <laughs> that's what people want what about all these other ideas fuck all your other stupid ideas dude our fans <laughs> want PUBG. No, our fans want PUBG, but they want it to run better so we're going to make a new from the ground up version of PUBG that runs better. Done. Yeah. Call me when I make another ten million dollars. <laughs> like, am I wrong, dude? Like, that's what the fans want, and they spin off to do a solo PUBG game, and a, someone's working on an MMO. That's not what the fucking fans want. They want you to fix PUBG. <laughs> and yes, PUBG works great now. It runs very well now. But it yeah. runs as good as it can run on that shitty engine. Yeah, yeah there's bots. And now that they have the money, they should be making a new engine. They don't have to call it PUBG 2. Call it PUBG Rebirth if they want. And just make the same game, but on an engine that works well. And they'll get all their fans back. People who love that game will go, oh, this runs so much better. And it it works. Put it now on the I Call of Duty PUBG. engine. The no, I don't think engine. the Call of Duty engine is very good either. Just the, the Call graphics, of Duty engine. <laughs> no, but the Call of Duty engine is the reason why Call of Duty never uh, improves other than graphics. Like they still don't have the right kind of bullet penetration in that game. I shoot someone in the hand and the bullet doesn't go through and hit him in the head. It's because their engine is still an old engine that they keep building off of. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I'm talking about a new engine. Yeah, no, the difference is like the Call of Duty engine actually just runs smoother. It has a lot of flaws under the surface, but it just runs smoother. Yeah, they need they need to come up with a brand new engine for PUBG. And they could use... I'm not sure what engines are great for shooters because I don't play many shooters. I don't know how good like the Crisis engine is. I know that Frostbite sucks. That engine's hot as shit. No, half the developers on that company tell you... Fro they all complain about Frostbite being hot shit. Except for the people making Battlefield. So maybe it's perfect for Battlefield. But like... The the Bioware teams all say that that engine is pure shit. Oh. When you're not doing first person shooters. So I'm just saying... There's got to no, be a better engine out there well, now. That's, that's, that's what that engine was built for. Though, yeah. Was for there's got to be a better engine for shooters out there now. Use the Unreal Engine. Whatever. But my point being is... They're wasting money on shit people don't care about when what people want is a better running PUBG. Yeah, but the Unreal Engine, even Unreal Engine 5, well, Unreal Engine 5 might be able to, but Unreal Engine 4 wouldn't be capable of what they do in uh, Battlefield 5. That's fine. Use Unreal 5. Well, no, it, well, I mean, not Unreal 5. Yeah, Unreal 5 might be able to do it because we saw the brief demo of the AI and stuff for the PS5, and it was incredible. So the P Unreal 5 might be able to actually do it. The, the bottom line of my comment still stands. No matter what anybody says, 
they're wasting money on the wrong thing. They could have just been making a better engine for PUBG. I guarantee you'd get back a huge... Imagine if it came out tomorrow, like a new uh, PUBG new version. I bet you half the people that used to play it would at least check it out. And if it ran really well, they'd be hooked on it again. Well, the big thing is, though, they have to do is, like, all the really successful shooter, uh, like Battle Royales, are free to play. Um, that seems to be what the market wants and how it works. Like, Warzone blew up when they went free. Completely free. Well, the Warzone numbers, was like, always free. It was always free? I thought it wasn't that long. I wasn't um, No, no was the first called the first version that came out. Yeah, yeah uh, Warzone itself was always free. The game wasn't. Oh, okay. They're yeah. talking about... He's talking about the um the one we got the year before that that was hot shit. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, Blackout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that wasn't successful and it wasn't free to play. Yeah, but um, then, again, they can't go free to play right now because people will still be like, oh, this doesn't run as well as it should. No, I know. It's too late. So they, they need a brand new, new PUBG. They need a new, brand new engine and they need to make it free to play. Yep. And get rid of um, that bull, bullshit they, with the, the costumes and the pack boxes and all that shit. Go with a season pass. That will make you plenty of money. It would. It would make them shit tons of money. Um, Don't they have a season pass too, though? Yeah, they do. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the reason why that game is riddled with cheaters is, one, cheaters are hard to stop, and two, they're incentivized because of the, the crates and the selling of the crates and shit like that. So get rid of all that crap and just exactly. have a season pass that lets you earn skins and shit, and you're going to have less cheaters because they're not incentivized to steal to make money off of it yeah it's yeah that's why you have less cheaters in in fortnite because these morons don't they don't make any money off fortnite no unless they're streamers and then they get caught cheating and it's funny it's a whole nother thing <laughs> but okay let's get into this ps5 xbox series x scalpers are rooting restocks what you can do now like we've seen this all over the place like we've seen peel's posts of like their own little small like garages filled with like 20 ps5s or xbox series x's and... well there's some that oh god there's one guy like 3500 in europe holy shit there's another person in uh over black friday weekend they got like a thousand in in the u.s jesus how do you guys feel about that how I feel that I don't well, care. If you were trying to get one, though, I'm not going to blame the companies because it's no there's nothing they can do about it. No, it's not. There's literally nothing they can do. So the bots, but, the bots cost like two thousand dollars to get. The funny part is that a lot of them are not making any money because people aren't buying them. Yeah. So hopefully they'll bankrupt themselves, end up homeless, and then I can laugh at them when I walk by with your PlayStation. <laughs> Which I cannot wait to get. That you paid $500 for, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I'll get it eventually as soon as I can find one for 500 bucks, and I have the extra money. That's, dude, it is like two feet tall. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. I don't, I don't care, dude. I just want it because I I know I'm going to get a bunch of great fucking games on it, period. Yeah. That's all there <clears> is to it. But I, I was just New Days Gone, New Ghost of Tsushima, which I still haven't played. I got to play Ghost of Tsushima. Um... Yeah, no, it's what it is, and it's, um, and until we put regulations on capitalism, this is what's going to happen. That's not that's not the case at all. Um, it's really not the case. I know that some companies are like 
only selling one console per person. You can, not, it's either Xbox or PlayStation. You're not going to get both. One or the other. And like Cap- the, capitalism has nothing to do with people. The manager people has off. to be there for it to happen. <laughs> they can't just sell to anybody. Uh, a person, any associate can't sell to anyone else. They're trying to uh, keep them from reselling them. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like there needs to be like this, something this big, like corporations need to have like, that's the problem I think with our yeah, but no, it's got nothing to do with corporations it's... because if you know anything about the scalpers, you know they didn't buy them in store, dude. They used bots and cheated the system to buy them. It has nothing to do with freaking corporations or capitalism. It wasn't someone who this, went into this a is store world... and bought through. Yeah, this is worldwide. They didn't go... <laughs> yeah, they didn't go in and buy pay thirty five hundred dollars buy thirty five hundred systems. They went online with a bot that kept messing with their IP so that they could keep buying systems on the on the the, the site without the site realizing that they had already bought one. Oh, Both no. Sony and Microsoft had like limits. It also I mean, yeah. Yeah. they had it... limits for how many each person could buy, but people were cheating it with the scalper system they were using and it no, wasn't no, ju- I mean, it wasn't just attacking one website either it was like it basically the bot went on to every website that had it available and snapped them yeah it's got nothing to do with capitalism and these corporations like you want to spin it to do nate it was just some prick who programmed his computer to cheat the system and steal these systems for everybody that's it yeah but the corp like the corporations like any of the main ones like target best buy walmart could have actually they, had the money to hire um, net security to actually make it so you have to nope. pretty much. Nope. This is how I know you didn't do any research on it. It's literally the same thing as a DDS attack. It was just multiple connections coming from different locations. So they couldn't tell that they were from different locations because millions of people were trying to buy them when they went live. So they didn't know whether they were true, real or not because it was just connections. So mm-hmm. one guy would connect from 20 different locations on his computer saying he was in like Singapore, China, Japan, wherever he wanted to be. Rever- and he a reverse just, VPN. Yeah. yeah, he overloaded the web. He overloads the website and buys all these things. And the people on the other end, even if they had people watching, are just going to see one guy um, see 20 more things being bought in 20 different locations. That doesn't mean anything to them because they don't, they're not looking for someone stealing them. They just think it's people lined up in the queue to buy stuff. Because bas- they basically took over the queue. So instead of 100 normal customers, it was 100 of the bot in that queue from different locations around the world buying the thing. So if you had someone on net security watching, you'd go, okay, we just sold one from New- Arizona, Nebraska, Rhode Island, New York. You know, he's not going to go, oh, all of those are associated. It must be one guy buying those. No, it's the millions of people in line trying to buy the system. Well, no, but that is true. It is somewhat like a DDoS attack, but not completely. Yeah, but they can't spot it out is what I'm saying. They start the, they start the server to say they put it up and go on sale now. And then the bot just pretends it's people and start and gets in line and buys it. Which would, no. you would you would look the same as the bot is what I'm saying. If you manage no. to get second in line, you would still be looking at on their end as just another person buying it. Save no. for the bot in front of you and behind you. No, no, I know that. But like for instance, I was listening to I was listening to a podcast uh, about net security, and a couple guys said this is why didn't anybody do anything about this? Um, and they were pointing out a number of reasons like how they could have stopped it. 
Um, and one of the ways that a lot of these websites could have done with something this high profile of a product that a lot of people wanted to maintain no bots would be to have every purchase has to be authenticated before it was finalized, either by a text message, phone call, or you I mean some other form of ID to show you're you um, before the purchase can actually okay, go through. I'll tell you exactly why, um, why they and, didn't do it. I'll tell you exactly why they didn't do anything about it. It's the same reason as when a new World of Warcraft expansion drops and it, the first time they launch it, some random shit happens because they're not going to know exactly what's going to happen until it happens. So they might have prepared for one thing and had this authentication, but then that same person might have had a backup plan where he just programmed it up so he could have burner phones to authenticate <laughs> this shit too. You don't know until it happens what kind of shit storm is going to come. They knew people were going to buy it, but they didn't know what was going to be used by scalpers to do this. No one knows until it happens. No, that's very true. But like there is and other scalpers measures. have been working for generations. That's what they do. But like, and like the other, like high, the tech security guys I was listening to basically said the numbers were showing um, that both these systems were going to sell bigger than they ever have all the market, like speculation and projections were super high. They knew it was going to happen. Um, and none of their security put any kind of fail safe in, um, and a lot of people expect just because they wanted the money. They wanted to make the sale. They didn't care who bought it. They did not know that a hundred million scoffers were going to buy the systems. Yeah, they, they knew. They knew things. Know. They knew that people were going to buy them and scalp them and stuff. They didn't know that they were using bots. Yeah, like they this. didn't know how bad it was going to be until it yeah. happens. And then it happened. Right this after is, that, it happened with the graphics is, cards. Yeah, this. But this has been happening over and over again. Um, the first really big one was when we with the the mini NES with the bots like and it's been happening in multiple systems since then um and graphics cards and other computer parts like we've seen this over and over again there's been a lot of time for them to prepare and they did nothing nothing it's just sad um and they, they got away with it uh the scalpers got away with it um mostly because people just sat there with the door wide open and said come on in yeah, but this is a much higher priced item than a Nintendo Classic. Exactly. So why did they should have actually took bigger? They measures. wouldn't because when it comes to online buying, you can't foresee what's going to happen. They did. They had. The I know what you're trying to do. You want to spin this hardcore into some commie bullshit about how you hate capitalism. But it even if this released in China, there would have been a billion commie Chinas Chinamen over there doing the same thing. They would have literally. Use the computer programs to scalp it over in China. It would have happened over there too. And in fact, the government probably would have stole half the damn systems and sold them to people for no, trade supplies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's up to the corporations not to. They're already going to get the money. Like, do what you can to help make sure every single customer that wants one gets one. Put the money forward and hire the team to make sure that happens. They're not going to. Again, you're not going to be able to hire a team for it because you're not going to be able to know exactly why. And another, how it's being done well another issue is that because of uh covid they couldn't make enough so pe the scalpers knew that it, this was going to be a uh a hard uh, they, hard sell it was going to be hard no matter what realistically well, yeah but they like, would probably have a little bit more made yeah no that's very true but we already knew they were going to sell though like no matter what like i'm saying is that a lot of these corporations no matter where this look uh company no matter where it was selling from 
they could have took the time to make sure all their actual valued customers got one instead of just getting the sale. Well, then that's Sony and Microsoft's fault. Yeah, it is. It is both their faults. Um, but like, and it could have been a step further. Like if you, we bring the blame up further, we can put it on Microsoft and Sony. We could, they could have been like, here's a license to sell this product, but here's the terms you have to make, you have to authenticate every single person that buys one from your website. Um, whatever way you do that is up to you, but you have to hundred percent authenticate every user. And it would make sense because of such, such the high price. It would be. Yeah. And I would have no problem. Like, you know, I mean, say if the authentication was a biometric like voice so well, you had to you had oil you had a you had a, uh, you had a again you had a, no okay way too far in the future let's slow no, it down you're, no what what he's doing is getting way too authoritarian some people don't have that shit okay i don't have a phone i didn't have one till like a month ago are you telling me i can't order a playstation off of amazon because i'm um, not allowed to if, authenticate if, using if, a phone if you can get onto the internet you can call somebody I don't fucking care, Nate. If I don't want to have a phone, I don't have to have a phone. You don't have and to you have can't tell me I can't buy a product because I don't you, have a phone. You don't, you That's don't not need, how it works. You don't need a phone to make a phone call. I don't need to make a phone call. I've already given you my information and ordered it. I've already gone on the Amazon and bought the Amazon card and made, a, made an account. You do not have the right to tell me I have to do more to buy that product. Um. Well... I beg different. I feel you do if you're coming on something called high profile. So high well, pro- guess what? You don't. It's not a the, feeling. You literally don't have the right to demand yeah, but, that of me that, in yeah, a but, business. Yeah, you uh, you know that thing where it says like they have the right to turn away a customer? They only have that right to a degree. They cannot tell a customer they can't buy something because they don't have an additional form of tech or ID to buy that unless it's illegal like alcohol. Yeah, so but, you don't actually have the right or law to force me to give you more information on Amazon that I've already given you. Yes, but that's the way of thinking that costs these bots to be able to buy all this stuff. So what? They're not making any money because no one's buying them. It's not cool, but I would rather be able to buy something when I want to without jumping through hoops. I would rather not give up that freedom than to do this stupid shit that they're going to find a way around anyway because that's how people do it. You're the same kind of person who used to complain who was fine with, like, Blizzard added the thing where they made it so you have to have your name on the forums. Yeah. And all this other shit if you want to use their forums. And you're the kind of person who was fine with that, not understanding that as soon as they do that, they're going to keep going until you don't have the right to do it at all. And now a year later, two years later, or five years later, whenever they got done, you can't post anything on that goddamn forum unless you have a freaking two-step authenticator. Yeah, so that they can turn around and ban you if you say anything they don't agree with. Well, it's their site. They should be upright to that. They own it. You're, so. you're, you're lost, dude. Move on, because <laughs> I don't want to talk to you about authoritarianism. You're, <laughs> you're, one of, you're a bootlicker, and that's all there is to it. Move on. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I'm going to give up my right to buy a system because a couple of jackasses bought them all up on people. So the PS4, the PS4, the PS5 Pro uh, with two graphics cards is a death blow to the Xbox Series X. Um, so is this actually real? Is there, an X, is there a PS5 Pro coming out? Uh, patents. patents. Uh, oh, it's a patent. Okay. Um, but we know that there's the last time this happened, Xbox came out with their own as well. Yeah. 
they came out with the the X and they came and out with Xbox the PlayStation X Four One Twelve B Three Dash Six. Yeah, whoever the hell they called it. Um, and like the only way this would be a slight death blow to another company is if a month from now, oh, we're gonna put out a PS Five Pro too. That would be like the only way. Um. That would even slightly happen. The official Sony patent notes that plural SOCs may be used to prof- provide a very a high-end version of the console with greater processing and storage capability. While the high-end system can also contain more memory, such as random, uh, RAM and other features, and may also be used to cloud-optimized version using the same game console chip with more performance. This is a non-story, though. We all knew there would be a refresher mid mid-generation. There always is. Like last generation was what they were testing for. Now there will be a refresher. That's what they do. It's not a non-story. I mean, it's a non-story. Both companies will do it. If well, Microsoft is even selling consoles in two years. Well, this is to lead into the other topic because it the upgraded PS5 digital edition seems. A smart bet because of the much rumored PSP 5G. Yes. So is this okay? Now is this just a patent for a new portable system from Sony? No the the PlayStation 5 Pro was the patent. Well, it's a patent no. with a bunch of information. No, I'm talking about the PS PSP 5G. Is that just a patent that was filed? No, there there is no patent. It says uh, that's why I posted it because <laughs> it's not a oh. it's not a patent, but. Basically, as reported earlier today by T3, there looks like there's even more good news in the future of PlayStation 5 as an official patent has come out about the dual GPU PS5 Pro. Um, and basically, they've been talking about a new PSP 5G since 2018 when they announced its 2017 financial results. And they said that they were going to be developing... 5G technology as a competency that can be used across the Sony group, as in all of Sony. Well, well, we know that because they're, they make, obviously, the Xperia phones, too, though. Yeah, but because Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch's insane popularity of the in, in the Switch and the uh, Switch Lite, uh, it could be a potentially profitable area for 5G technology, especially when game streaming from the cloud. Well, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that would be true. Like, but the thing is, though, like they're comparing it to the Switch, and the only way they're actually, if they want to compete with the Switch, they really have to make a portable PS5. They don't need to. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, if, if it uses they, 5G, they don't need to compete with the Switch. They're in different generations. True. Yeah, when yeah. PlayStation hits its stride, the PS5 hits its stride, the next Switch will come out and reset its install base. Mm-hmm. That's why their Nintendo is always crossed. They're always two years after everyone else so that they come out mid-gen. That's how they do their stuff. So they're not even competing with Nintendo. By the time Nintendo, by the time Sony gets into full stride with the PS5, the new Switch will come out and they'll have to start over building a, a, building their fan base again like they do every time. Mm-hmm. It goes back and forth. They're not competing with the Switch at all. And people aren't buying the Switch and not a PS5. They'll just buy both. Mm-hmm. They're literally not competing. 
Now, my only thing is, like, they, they keep pushing this 5G thing, which is fine, but I'm not going to want to pay a, a monthly fee for 5G. So, oh, yeah. no, they better I'm make a Wi-Fi version. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying anything for online. You can kiss my ass on that. Yeah. I pay for my internet, and that's all I'm paying. Yeah. And there's already... Now, if I could... If they allowed you to... If they allowed a new PSP to stream your games you own on your PS5 onto your PSP, that would be something. Well, yeah, but they don't need to, that's the thing. They don't need to jump into the mobile the mobile market of the the Switch. Sony has a market. It's been pretty clear that they have a hundred hundred thousand market every gen. They don't need to risk alienating those people with weaker hardware to do that they're fine where they are what they need to do is just focus on bolstering what they do because what they do is hot people like what they do Nate, it's no, undeniable no. that people like what they do nate what did you say about if if the ps this 5g one can do what okay so if they allowed a mole if they allowed a new psp to stream your games from your ps5 onto your psp newsflash the vita could no i know so why would he's saying they? launch a new portable system? Which well, yeah. they don't need to do. And would also be a terrible mistake because what people expect now is not a portable system that's just a portable system. They want one that you can literally put the games in either one without having the stream or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If Sony wants to get into that market, they have to come up with a, a PlayStation that you take a piece out and it's it's a the console. And then you slot it in like the Switch. Mm -hmm. Or else people aren't going to care. Well, the thing is, though, people like the biggest thing, like obviously the, you can see the underlining sentiment to this, though, is the mobile market is just so huge right now. It is it's stupid huge. Um, the amount of money that goes into the mobile market is bigger than all the game corporations probably put together. Um, and that's why a lot of these companies want things on the go. Yeah, because um, I've even been thinking about buying a one of those uh, handheld emulator systems. Yeah, there's a yeah. I have a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> I have I way too many of those. <laughs> but I want to. I want to get one that you know can uh, run maybe the 64. But I don't. Oh, there's there's more than a few actually out there now that can run the 64. Yeah, but other than that, I don't really. I don't want to run PlayStation or nothing. Those, those files are just too big. PlayStation's are PlayStation's not that hard to run. No, it's not about running it. It's just. Getting the the ROMs and stuff, I don't, I don't deal with. That's it. easy enough too. But there's not much on PlayStation that I'd really want anyway. I'm kidding, they have one of the best libraries. <laughs> In <laughs> your anyway. opinion, <laughs> if the games you like, not uh, absolutely one like. of the best libraries. Um, the same thing with the PS2 actually has absolutely some of the best games ever made. Um, which is why I physically own a PS2 still. <laughs> a modded one, right? Yes, modded PS2. But we'll um, see. We don't know if it's true or not, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised because and uh, PSVR two. Yeah. So we will see what happens. But first, All I right. just need to get the PS fives. Okay, <laughs> let everybody get the PS fives and their Xboxes. So. Okay, the okay. This I never knew. So we're getting to this Xbox plays PS2 games topic. <laughs> so, 
Um, I didn't even know this was a thing <clears throat> until recently. Then I think it was the Vintage Gamer, I think, did a video mm-hmm. doing this. Um, so this has been a thing since, I think, the Xbox 360. I think that's what he said. Um, they allowed people, and I didn't know this either. Um, the moment they did this, um, the amount of people pirating on an Xbox dropped to like less than 20%. I was like, holy shit. Um, and that was part of their security because it was this head guy that was part of the security for the Xbox that actually thought of this um, back in the Xbox 360 days. And it worked. They said, well, um, a majority of people that are jailbreaking and whatnot, these systems, the PlayStation, the Nintendo, they were like, they're just going ahead and putting emulators and stuff on them. Or they're going ahead and you mean doing homebrew games and building their own games and playing them. He's like, yes, some are pirating them, but a majority are just literally running emulators. Mm. Um, and he said, basically, let's just give them the ability to do that. So I, I'm pretty sure it was since the Xbox 360. They allowed you to put it in developer mode, and you can change back and forth anytime you want. In developer mode, you can run your own code completely on the system. Um, it just allows you to. And people have been developing emulators for the Xbox since then. And I had no clue. I was like, holy crap. This is something I like. I You thrive really, on. Holy <laughs> shit. I was like, why not? Like, that's like, that is, I do have to give like an applause to Microsoft for doing that. Like, I actually yeah, really it's really only 20 bucks too. If it wasn't a sleazy tactic to try and destroy your competition by letting them steal their games. Um, well, no, it was about 20 years ago. No, no, the entire goal of this, think back to the Bleem era. Do you know what Bleem is? Yeah, it was a a program you put in your computer so you could run games off a disc. No, it was a before that, before that, before that was a Bleem was a thing developed for the Sega Saturn that ran PlayStation games on the Sega Saturn during Uh. the same gen. This window is there so people can figure out how to run other shit on that console. And Microsoft doesn't care right now because it's a boon to their sales for people to go, oh, if I get an Xbox, I can emulate all my shit. They'll only care the minute someone backdoors this and starts stealing Xbox games. They're not doing it in a benevolent way. Like Nate's trying to make it out with this whole they're they're going to... They're not. They're not worried about it because piracy is going to go down. The minute someone figures out how to steal Xbox games on that thing, or the minute they get a lawsuit because they're stealing other people's games, will be the minute this will get shut down. No, no, no. This is. But this has been a thing for years, though. No, because oh. it's happened before. It got shut down before. The Microsoft Store on PC had to remove them because they had emulators on it for about six months, and then they got removed. It happened on the the Xbox 360. They had a couple of emulators show up third-party emulators show up on their store for free download and they had to get removed the only difference is that this hasn't been removed yet because it hasn't gotten popular yet that's that story di- that's, just- that's different though this is development. No, this story just came no. out dude no no the no, story no, no, just no, came out no, so give it a right. month because the story is going to steamroll no. its popularity no you're a little behind because i don't think you caught what i said um, this is actually still an active mode you can turn on and all the way back to the 360 that they have been putting into all the systems Yes, um, but they made people and, remove and, the emulation support, Nate. That's no, 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 no. It has nothing works. to do with that. It's stuff they like coded, <laughs> yeah, and made. Dude, that you like get. the developer mode is strictly. It's not for 
You can't sell anything. Developer mode is strictly to run your own code. Um, and it's on all the it's on all the Xboxes. And the head of security said once they launched this idea, it dropped piracy by down to like 20%. And they said, he said, yeah, he's like, I know people are going to run Xbox games on it. But it'll negate Xbox the- emulation emulators extracted from Xbox OS backup setup removed so you can no longer play them on the system. Should I keep looking? Because no, that's no, that's from the store. This is from no, Discord. no, from the OS system. No, okay, so you're I think you're missing it, Graham. You're May, I hear what you're saying. What I'm telling you is these have been removed before. No, they have been ripped out of the system. I'm looking at an article about it. Right now, two no, versions of XEO3 emulation used in developer mode for Xbox 360 emulation on the Xbox One were removed from the system today. They can no, no. longer be run. Okay, so you're not okay. You're, I think you're completely missing the boat, but I'll explain. Oh my god, I just explained to you. you just said, so, I, I, you I, just said no. dev mode. Yeah, yeah, no, yes, I, I said no. dev mode. No, they, okay. they, they no. did exactly what I said. As soon as someone started stealing their games. They made it impossible to run it on there. No, okay. So the way the dev. What do you mean? No, I just read the goddamn thing to you. No. (laughs) Okay. So yes, I've read about this extensively since because I've been actually really intrigued. Um. So I know a shit ton about it. Um. So clearly you missed something. No. Okay. So the dev mode is able to access. Anybody can turn this on on their system. There's no download function. You can't. There's nothing on it. It's a blank slate when you turn it on. There's nothing there. Okay, there is websites that are up that people are running that are completely legal with that are like emulation sites and they don't have the games on there. Um, like the ones for the PS2 emulator uh, for the Xbox. That's its own website. You can download that emulator um, and put it on a USB stick. Put it in your Xbox Series X or P- or your 360, Xbox, uh, Xbox One or whatever one you're running. Uh, load it onto the Xbox if you're on dev mode and run that emulator. So it has um, nothing to do not, with the internet. It has, no, you don't. No, you don't as I just it. as I just read to him, Bazinga, that's exactly what I'm talking about. They they removed the ability to use them on the on that Xbox One X in uh in the what do you call it, dev mode. Sure, they can use them now, but if they go back online, if they put that 360 emulator I just told you about onto the Xbox One and then go online, it will remove the ability for them to use it on the system. That's what that article was explaining. When they caught people stealing their games and running emulators that can run their games, they shut it down so you could no longer use that particular emulator. No, Unless that article is lying, that's exactly what happened. I know what you're explaining, Nate. I'm not stupid. I hear what you're saying. I'm telling you that they removed... They literally clamped down because someone was stealing their own products. No, okay, so if you read- which is what I said they'll do the minute they start stealing some their the minute someone starts using this to steal their own products, they'll shut it down. Until then, they're going to keep it open because it makes them look good and it helps them sell systems. Oh wait, yes, no, which so is exactly what I said, and you're telling me I'm wrong. No, because you are wrong. <laughs> that's exa- the article literally says that's what they did. Um, yeah, but I've read extensively with this head of security and stuff with Microsoft. So, um, and so he basically was they about, put retro. He was asked about this, like that subject in general. Why is it removed here and there? He was asked about that a few times. Um, and he said, no, he said, it's not removed. He said, right in our terms of service for using the developer mode is you can't go online if you have something that is not allowed 
to be broadcast over the yes, internet. Yes, because it gets removed when you go online. No, no, no. That's not of the course point. they <laughs> can't remove it from your system if you're not online, Nate, because they can't freaking track your system until nope. you're hooked up to the internet. Well, no, no, well no, you, you can switch between your main and dev account. Yes, you can. Um, so basically, he said that you can do this all you want. He said, but it's in the terms of service. You can run any code you want. We don't. Need, he said, I don't care if you run Xbox games. What do you call it? A majority of you out there are not running Xbox games to do this. You're just running random. Bullshit. Um, and he said, he's like, I don't care what you guys are doing. He's like, but the terms of service, you just can't go online. And you can run any code you want. We don't care. We don't care if you use our games. Just don't go online with them. Feel free to take our games and use them. That's well, no, bullshit. from their own from bullshit. Their own... I do I'm not. Gonna... The, I'm gonna stick my head and I'm gonna I'm gonna drill my feet like heels into the ground on this one, Nate. That guy is full of fucking shit. He does not want people stealing their games, and he doesn't care. Well, no, he said because they dropped so much because they own did their own site analysis of what people are using it for, and majority of it was emulators or homebrew. Um, yes, they did. They did see a huge portion of people that are using for Xbox games, but it was null. It wasn't enough to be worried about. You gotta, you gotta trust those analysis. Yeah, um, their analysis that say like yeah, but if people it gets, only like, play <laughs> like yeah, Microsoft's analysis like, that says no one plays single player games anymore. <laughs> yeah, but if it gets sis. people like, for instance, like there is no way in hell I would even look at an Xbox Series X or Xbox whatever you want to call your game. Again, system. you're proving my point. Um, but I, now I'm like, wow. If I if I run into one really cheap, I might buy one. You're proving my point. I said at the start of this that they only care if someone's stealing from them. They won't care if people are stealing games from other companies and playing them on their system. And I said to you, it's just a dirty, underhanded uh, uh, marketing ploy, basically, to try and get people to buy their systems. Sega did the same thing. When they were getting blown out of the water, they, they tried to legally let Bleem run on their system until Sony got them shut down in court. Because they thought maybe they could get more sales if people could play all the PlayStation games on their system. It's a disgusting tactic. And if it's on Nintendo or Sony or anything, if you're letting company people develop these emulators because they're not illegal, but they know that they're going to use them for illegal purposes, and you're letting them run them on your system just so you can get a leg up, you're just shit. It doesn't well, no. improve your company. You're I just shit. No, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying all the companies should do this. I, like, no, huge... all the companies shouldn't do this. Because I'm a huge component of like, I open source is great. Like this hardware can do many things. Yes, it can run your game system, but it can do so much more. Just open it up and let it do what it wants. No. Why? Don't let people pirate people's games. Studios go out of business for that shit. Should I explain to you how close the company that does Pillars of Eternity, you know Obsidian, right? You know how close they came to going out of business because people were stealing their games every time they came out until freaking, like, is it? it's not Denuvo. It was the other one before that because Denuvo is terrible. But there was another piracy system that got put in place. Anyway, there was a piracy system like three, four years ago that got put into place that wasn't Denuvo. And they did interviews where they talked about half the, half their, the people playing their games were stealing their games through piracy. But yeah, everybody should have an open system. That's the worst. Like, I like my PC, but the worst thing about the open system on the PC is if, you're, if you put your game on anything other than Steam or Launcher, you have a 50-50 chance of someone just stealing your game. 
And then those companies go, those studios make no money and go out of business. I can extrapolate this to other companies. AEW, wrestling company, they have about 800,000 people watch their, their show per week. On a website I know of where I watch WWE pay-per-views because F them, I'm not paying for their shit. AEW has 290,000 views roughly every week of their show. They only have 800,000 people watching their show, which means a good third of their show is being stolen and cutting the profit that, that they use to pay for wrestlers so they can't pay people as well and their business doesn't run as well. No, no, no. You're, no and it you're, works you're... the same with other companies. It's the reason why like ROH never gets anywhere because everybody pirates ROH's shit. So they never make any real money. No, no, it's you're the reason why some right of these studios that. go out of business, dude. No, no, you're 100 percent right on that, and that's the same as like, like the movie industry. Um, since the Great Divide, like uh, back in, I think it was middle 2018, somewhere around there, um, it was when we saw a lot of streaming services, multiple streaming services pop up, um, and we saw a 20 percent spike in piracy. Um, and when piracy was at an all-time low for the mu for the movie and TV industry, um, and all of a sudden when all these streaming services started popping up, like more than just two, which is what it was, it was like Hulu and Netflix. Then now there's like 30 of them. All of a sudden piracy jumped back up because people are like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for a whole bunch of these. I might as well just not pay for any and pirate again. Yes, but and my, that, my point is, you if you give, give people... people the freedom to pirate on that system, it will go up. Like as soon as someone figures out how to run it. PS4 games and Xbox games for free because that those systems already have emulation. So it, it, it's not going to take long for someone to figure out how to get a, 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 a game, a version of a PS4 game onto a hard drive and then run it on through that, that dev thing. It will not take long for someone to do that. And once that happens, it will be easy. And then everybody will be doing it. It's not a good idea to open these things up because you, when you open them up, you also open them up to cheaters and shit. Cheaters are a hundred times worse on the computer than they are on, on consoles. The no, no, yeah, but that's Guardian only... allows consoles to not have this problem. But you can't go online in dev mode. Yes, but people will find a way to do it. Remember back in the day when they used to hack the Xboxes and then use lag lag switches, and then Microsoft was like, "All right, we've made it so you can't go online to uh, online when you if you hack your system." Yet there were still people cheating and using lag switches because it's possible. Nothing is foolproof. You can always break something if you try hard enough. The Nuvo got hacked just the other day. People said that thing was like unhackable, and now you can you can pirate the Nuvo games like nothing. <laughs> I saw the article like a week ago, dude. There's always a hole, and these people will find it. Um, no, what I do have to say though, um, probably since, yeah, probably yeah, ever since like the PS3, yeah. Because that's the really first about big, yeah. That's that's the earliest one I could think of. The online uh, credential like certification has worked huge to stop people from cheating. The three sixty had people cheating still, dude. The three sixty had people cheating a ton because it, it was easy to hack that system. Um, it's still yeah, it did. But like, like nowadays the authentication for the system is so well done. Like, there's very few and far between cheaters. Yeah, but if you open it, if you open it like you're saying. That goes right out the window. Well, I know with like, the, uh, the there was a hard drive attachment that you could buy to plug into the computer to, to move your files around. 
if you had no space on your hard drive. This was a legit Microsoft product. You could literally go into your files and change the stuff on it. Dude, for Christ's sakes, during the PS2 era, while PS2 was still out, Nate, we bought a hard drive and put 500 PS2 games on it at your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. It's it. Once you open that door, it's like a floodgate. That's just how it is. And I don't mind emulation for older stuff, but I don't think they should open up for new stuff because then you get shit like, does no one remember the Sega Dreamcast? I think it was the Dreamcast. It might have been the Saturn. But that shit got hacked real quickly, and people were freaking the downloading Dream- games like the day they were coming out and the putting Dreamcast. it on the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast yeah. had no uh, like security. Like The week it came out, people were already ripping it off. And that just burn it. I think you could just yeah, but, burn them. But all I'm saying is, like, because the dev mode, it's like, just go, it turns your system into just a computer, pretty much, and goes, hey, just do what you want with it. It's You can just use the hardware freely at this point. Uh, which, I bought it, I paid for the hardware, let me do what I want with it. You know no, I mean? because you're not paying, you're not, you don't, buying the hardware doesn't mean you also have the right to rip off everyone else. And that's no. what the blocks are there for, so you can't. But what makes it any different than doing it on a PC? Again, like, the, the thing with PC is they can't stop it because the walled garden wasn't there in the first place. The PC is the end result if you don't have the world, the world, the walled garden. There's a lot of good things about my PC, but I don't... You know how many games I don't play because of freaking cheaters, dude? Well, yeah. yeah. Like, it's frustrating to deal with cheaters. This is what will happen to consoles if they open up like PCs do. Like, I love, I, I don't care what anybody says, I love Grand Theft Auto Online. But you go on there and it's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> because yeah, of all the cheaters hackers. Cheaters everywhere. Yeah. Like, one of our favorite games basically died. PUBG was ruined because of cheaters. Mm-hmm. And, and now they got bots. I, PUBG doesn't run well on, Xbox, on, on the PC, I mean, on PlayStation and shit. But I bet you 50 bucks. There's barely any cheaters on there. You know how hard it is to play PUBG with a controller? Oh, my God. I'm just saying, I bet there's <laughs> barely any cheaters on there. Yeah. Like, I get the open... Mar- it's great to have that platform, but you have to understand how bad it is with within that platform at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see many cheaters on, on, on uh, World of Warcraft because they host the service completely and they can catch that shit. But you see it in all these games and it's it's because they don't have a walled garden that's just the truth of it and i just realized something you were talking about like the, the wrestling thing and i for some reason thing popped up in my head people actually pay for pay-per-view for wwe which is like 55 dollars yeah like that's why i don't pay them because well, like that's what i'll get like you so, can pay ten dollars a month if you just get the wdb network yeah, but that's the thing. This show, the, the WWE, their entire market is retarded because they don't have. If I'm paying you ten bucks a month, why can't I watch Raw and SmackDown on there? You can. Oh, I don't know if you can. No, only, you can only, only watch ones, cut down right? versions. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't watch the full version mm-hmm. because they want their cake and eat it too. They want yeah. that money from TV yeah, show from the TV. It's on. It's deal. on Hulu. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, but like, yeah, but they, only half of it's on Hulu. Again, cut down version. <laughs> yeah, but we. Oh wait, the music industry went through this whole song and dance for years, and then things came along like iTunes and Spotify and Pandora. Music and, is completely and, different, and, and the piracy is almost nothing nowadays. 
There's almost you don't need to. There's, yeah, because it's affordable. That's what no, you'll do. You it's make because, it affordable, and people will do. And people will. Dude, you can't make good games affordable. Okay, the next Little Wayne song is easy to make. He sits his dumbass down and he mixes a couple of sounds together and then mumbles. It doesn't cost millions of dollars to make these things. Of course, it works for music. It the costs next, a lot to next, have somebody produce it, but it's like, stupid. The next Taylor Swift, yeah, but that's because there's bloat, just like gaming's have bloat. Gaming yeah, yeah. has bloat. But like the next Taylor Swift album will cost her literally nothing to produce and set her time. Okay, and the nothing money about the, the money they'll make from but, it. But the okay, so the movie and TV industry was doing good for a while. The piracy was less than twenty percent for a long time, and then two thousand eighteen came along, and we got thirty new streaming services, and piracy shot back up. Yeah, but. I don't believe it's because of the the the. the well, they um, also raise prices on stuff. I don't think it's because of the streaming service. That might be part of it, but I also think that people are starting to get tired of shitty television. Like they're all the same thing now. Everybody tried to be Game of Thrones for like five years straight after Game of Thrones. You know how many shows started with like the same intro? The and like, artistic, dun, 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 dun. and then and then you have like all these shows being like wokeified. So people are starting to. To, to pirate again because they want to check and see if they like a show before they pay anything. Like well, I no, know uh, people, dude, I know people who pirated the new Star Trek because they didn't know if they were if it was going to be any good because they felt like it was going to be shit and they didn't want to pay freaking a CBS to watch it if it turned out to be terrible. Did you say wokeified? Woke, like for example, for example, you do a TV show about like vikings in the middle in the middle ages and then you demand that there's black vikings and you're like mm -hmm. but the danes are white people well yeah but they were black vikings but the danes are white people yeah well there's black vikings oh, and then there you was, go there was women in 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 the civil war yeah so then you go you know what i'm gonna watch this on a free streaming service and if it's good then i'll check it out mm -hmm. because i'm not going to the the best example is that show troy uh a fall of a city uh-huh. I was hyped. I was like, dude, I can't wait to see this. I love I love this shit. I want to see this Greek stuff. Then I found out they made they made um the city of Troy a uh not a patriarchy. What was a matriarchy? It's led by it's 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 led by a council of twelve women and a queen, and there's no king, which is not in the books, Nate. So I'm being I'm being factual. No, you're and right. they turned they turned Achilles into a black man and made his Myrmidons black men from Africa. And I was like, that's not in any of the books. So no, I pirated the series and watched a few episodes and I was like, this is goddamn horrible. This has no, that, this that's, is nothing. That's even, that's even worse than the other movie Troy. I was I, dude, <laughs> dude, at least Troy. No, the at least the movie Troy is accurate to that section of the book. Okay, it, not it's not accurate to the not, war of not, Troy. Not, not completely, but that's all right. Yes, but my point is, if you want to sit down and watch a movie about Troy, that movie's perfectly fine because it it, it covers just the Battle of Troy. Yeah, but the thing so, is, though, that, so and the thing about Troy too is though the reason why that really pissed me up because obviously that's a historical document because we found the city of Troy. That was a real story. That was a true story. That really happened. Well, that's another yes, but thing with Grimm too. He likes historical accuracy. Yes, versus making that's, crap up. That's my point. Like, like that's what was crazy about that story. It was actually I wasn't mad. I'm like I'm not like oh fuck black people. I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh fuck. It's a show about the about the Iliad, 
and it's not accurate to the Iliad. That's what pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, they just found the Care Bears. Remember that part in the movie? And also, Nate, your hatred for that movie is completely unfounded because it does the Battle of Troy to the end of the Battle of Troy very well. The action sequences are excellent. The acting's excellent. It covered that whole section is fine. You're mad because they didn't cover the rest of it, and I could understand why they wouldn't have the money to make five movies of that caliber to cover the entire series. Yeah, like but at that least, needs to have at least three, though. Come on, they couldn't. They couldn't. Not everybody gets like Peter Jackson money, dude. They didn't know. <laughs> Like uh, honestly, it needs to be on that. That shit needs to be a Netflix series or something. Yeah, it should have been a TV show. They should and do not, a Troy TV not series. wokeified as I call it. They, they really should do. Have, a have you Troy seen? TV have you seen that show? What? Check it out. Woke. What show? Woke. No, God no. <laughs> I'm not even okay. going to pay attention to it, dude. Okay, let's move on to technology. Uh, we have a number of stories of technology. Uh, we thank everybody joining us on the podcast. Remember, if you're on iTunes, you can give us a rating or whatever podcast service you use. You're most likely on Spotify, according to Spotify's own numbers, which is our host now. So if you're on Spotify, you can give us a rating. We thank you for joining in and tuning into our podcast. Um, and the weird, this story's like, it's now happening. It's crazy. Amazon is now rolling out some of these things we talked about like two years ago. Well, we're getting a bit into that. Um, I'm going to do a full review of Ready Player Two, non-spoiler. I will not give a spoiler. Yeah, we'll um, see. You <laughs> uh, Mandalorian season two, uh, episode five. No, no, it's called Mando and the Baby. No, uh, we'll get into Baby Yoda Michael. and the Mando. We're going to get Mando and the Baby, which is easily my favorite episode of the whole series so far, um, and I'll get into why. I'm only on episode one of the second season, so do not no um, spoilers. Or else so, I'm going to leave, dude. <laughs> um, Amazon's adding a webcam. We'll get into that as well uh, to their Amazon box thing. But anyway, what the heck has everybody been checking out since we last converged on this podcast during the text? Crickets? Crickets are interesting. I never checked out that TV show. I, I didn't hear you. Sorry. I had something to <laughs> pop up. I had something to go off on my freaking thing. What'd you say? What has everybody been checking out? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, other than The Mandalorian, I have fallen down the deep, dark hole of Warhammer 40K. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Magic Carp Use Fly. You might, you might yeah. know him. You don't know him, but remember back in the day, Bazinga, when we used to kill time waiting for people to show up for Game Smash, and I'd put on those videos with the dude just ragging on League of Legends characters? Yep, yep. That guy has started playing Warhammer, and he got a bunch of friends together, um, seven other friends, and they all went out and spent like 10k each on Warhammer things. They all learned how to play Warhammer, and they started a tournament, and I've been watching that. And I want to play some goddamn Warhammer. <laughs> I need to win the lottery because I can't afford Warhammer, but I want to play some Warhammer. Woody paints those things. Dude, I know. Woody tells me he plays it all the time, and I'm like, I hate you. I hate you with a he, passion. He was going to make his own table, like gaming table. Like, like I want to play Warhammer so bad. It looks so fun. Not even if – we don't even have to do it in person. I'd like to take, like, Tabletop Simulator and play Warhammer on that. But what I really want to do – which we could never do because we don't have the money and not enough people to play. But I want to, I want to do like a massive 
battle royal with like six different people with small like thousand point armies just fighting until there's only one army left three on a days giant later <laughs> but yeah it would take like days because it takes like three to four hours for these guys to finish one that uh, one battle yeah it takes a while like long while but... oh, god it just looks so freaking fun dude <laughs> it's everything i want other than that that's about it zinga i i watched the second okay it's, Why it's, didn't you watch the first, you dumbass? Because it's 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 about um, a politician that was supposed to be making some kind of decision about about the Second Amendment, but it's um, Ryan Philippi is in it, or Philip. Oh no, sure. Yeah, he is a good action movie star. Like he's I a good like actor him. In general, he's a really good yeah? actor in general. I I like it. I liked him in sh- the shooter series. And he was in this movie. I really liked it. I I thought it was pretty good. It was you know kind of predictable, but I just like him as as a an action hero versus being a sappy little guy in what was that Cruel Intentions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's, that's, a, he's good. that's a good movie too. Yeah, yeah, but his best movie still completely. Way of the Gun. Way of the Gun. Way of the Gun. It's a really good movie. But yeah, he's. It was a good movie. That's what I watched. Him and Benicio del Toro do a really great job in that movie together. Hmm. Um, has another guy too. What's his face? The guy who just passed away. Uh, um, was in The Walking Dead. Why well, can't I think of his name? Can't think of his damn name, but he was in it too. Yeah. Um, Go back up a second. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go on. That's all I've been really watching. I. Uh... Still, still watching the blacklist. There's like the blacklist. seven. There's like seven or eight seasons, so I'm on six. Ah, it's a, it's a, it's good. It's nonstop. Like seriously, I, I got a show for you if you like the blacklist, even though it has nothing to do with the blacklist. Because <laughs> like they finally get out of trouble, figure everything out, everything's good. That literally somebody gets kidnapped or something happens. It's like Jesus Christ, can they breathe? <laughs> Dude, you need to check out, and I'll give you a link to where you can go check it out. You need to check Warrior out. Warrior? Oh, yeah, that was the one for the Bruce Lee. Uh... It's a it's a series based on something Bruce Lee was trying to get made back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's a turn-of-the-century, like, 1920s San Francisco Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about, like, triad wars between the two try uh the two main triads in the town but it's it's the style is excellent they spend so much money like if you've ever seen gangs in new york no. you know that well nate can vouch for me on this he may not like the movie as much as i do but he can vouch I for me on this movie. i said as much as i do because i think it's <laughs> I one of the it. best movies ever oh, made dude <laughs> i love that movie yeah. but the the money they spend on setting in that movie is so good you know what i mean like it's amazing how well they make it look like 1800s new york Mm -hmm. and this looks so good as 18 as like 1800 early 1900s san francisco it's an excellent show i bet you you and your girl would love it Hmm. have you seen that other show that's i think it's on netflix or something but it's i don't i can't remember it but there's this guy here and he ends up like having uh like weird like powers that he ends up in like alternate reality or something it's a 
I think it's like a Japanese show. I have to look it up. And he's just a cook. He's just a chef or something like that. Woo, woo warrior, woo something, woo assassin. That's oh it. yes, um, woo assassins. Yeah, just popped him. I was, I was disappointed in that mm-hmm. because the guy, the main, the main actor in that dude, yeah, is the guy from the raid. And mm-hmm. if you've ever seen the raid, this dude can choreograph fights that are amazing. Right. But if you if you watch Woo Assassins, check out The Night Comes for Us, right. because he's in that on Netflix, and that's an excellent movie too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Woo Assassins was. The fight scenes were good, but uh, I feel like they they tried too hard to do all this outrageous shit. It should have just been a movie about a dude who messed with the, like, what do you call it? Accidentally messed with the mafia. The triad the tri- yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of this other crap. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, apparently, it's been picked up for a second season, so... Maybe it will improve because it, it had some stuff. It could have been really good. It just needed a little more work. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it will, be, it will keep going because that wasn't a terrible show. And that guy is great. I'm telling you, that guy does some shit in, in the raid that makes you boggles your mind. He's like a, I think it, he's a former military expert uh-huh. and he's an expert in like Korean knife uh, martial arts. Mm-hmm. Whatever it's called. There's also this other guy that's been on. He's like on like a whole bunch of like B-rated uh, Netflix movies. He's been in like he was in some movie called The Saint. Then he's in uh, the Drop Off Two or something like that. I don't remember what it was called, but like he's in everything. Like a lot of the crappy movies on on Netflix are with this guy. They might not be crappy, but like just who? Not the guy from movie. Assassins. No, no, this guy from uh, he was in this movie called The Saint that came out a couple of years ago. But then there's just a whole bunch of other movies that he's coming out in, yeah, and I've never seen that. him before. Huh? Yeah, the raid is so good. You got me thinking. I want to watch the raid this weekend. <laughs> it's such a good movie, dude. It's, not it's like a video game. It's literally like a video game, and it's like stage one. Stay, and each stage is just more badass fights as he fights his way up this tower. <laughs> and it's weird because it's not even that the scene. <laughs> it's another the scene. It's so weird. Okay, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, the big things I've been checking out were obviously <laughs> uh, Ready Player 2, which I will not get into too much right now. Um, only because yeah, I want to. Better not. Um, I'm not gonna. Well, I'm gonna get into that later on in a later topic. Finally convinced me to watch it. You better not freaking screw not it watch up it. by don't, ruining it. No, no, don't. I mean, watch reading it. it. You need to read it. <laughs> the book. That's is what way I meant better. to say. The book's way better. Um. No, but the thing is, though, the one thing though made me. It's been years since I've read like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and stuff. Um, and my favorite one out of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, is the Cimmerillion. Because you get a bunch of small stories of the first age, and this yeah, I actually made... just got done reading the Lord of the Rings books. Um, so I think I'm gonna go back and read the Cimmerillion pretty soon because I love that. That's probably my favorite um, out of all them because you get to hear all the lore about where all of these things came from and stuff. Dude, have you ever heard of the Saxton Chronicles? No. You should check that out. It's the show. It's the books that the show The Last Kingdom is based off of. Oh, okay. And they're great because they blend actual history of the forming of England 
with like a a fake character. They basically take a character that didn't exist and they plant him in as a guy who props up and is the reason why Alfred is able to form the kingdom of, of England. He's like a warrior who leads his armies and all that shit. So it blends fantasy with reality because he's in real battles that existed and takes part in all the stuff that really happened. He's just a fictional character put in. Yeah, he's just a it's fake very guy. good. Mm-hmm. I'm on like book four already because I've been listening to him nonstop. Very good. Yeah. Um, and also another book I'll be checking out probably um, that I've been wanting to check out, I heard about, was Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Um, wow, what a great... Is that the title? Yes. A- Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Can I see that, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, what it is, it's all the scenes, everything that was happening not on camera, it's all those scenes that you didn't get to see in the film, pretty much. Of like, what was this person doing during this time when they were doing this kind of thing? Um, so it gives you more of a, I guess, a more rounded view of the whole movie, which is kind of cool. So um, that recently came out in audio book form. That's what's been recommended, the audio book form. Maybe there's no Star Wars. Um, I hugely recommend audiobooks over the real books because of all the production value that's in the audiobooks is like crazy. They put so much work into them, uh, along with multiple like people reading the lines, sound effects, music, everything. It's just awesome. <laughs> so, but anyway, let's get into this first topic. So, face recognition um, is a thing nowadays. It's been a thing. We know companies like Walmart, Target, uh, Amazon, and all these companies. Um, distinctly use face recognition. Um, Walmart, even was it last year, two years ago, was working with Google to add face recognition into their uh, cameras and their stores so they could actually recognize people's faces and send ads to their phones. Yeah, they got rid of those other machines, the things on the end caps. Remember all the, oh, the TVs fake, and stuff? The, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was supposed to be sent to your phone, that's why. Yeah. Um, the ads from now on will be sent to your phone. So Massachusetts um, has been one of the first. So Massachusetts lawmakers this week voted to ban the use of facial recognition by law enforcement and public agencies in a sweeping public reform bill that received a significant bipartisan support. Um, If signed into law, Massachusetts would become the first state fully banned the technology following bans uh, barring the use of facial recognition and policy, body cameras and other more limited city specific bans on each tech. So basically, like Massachusetts, uh, the state of Massachusetts will not be able to, companies will not be able to use face recognition for their benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this hasn't happened yet, it's, but they're on the way. There, it's, it's on the way. Um, and I get where it's coming from, but people got to look at the uh, other side of it, too. Like, I don't think I want my face scanned just as much as the next person. Mm. Um, but on the other end of it, um, basically for security cameras, if someone just robs somebody out of the blue, we get high advanced security that can scan people's faces and can put them together by even like a quick glance at someone can put that together and identify that person 100% who they are. That's huge. 
that's really, really big. That means people can't just get away with just robbing somebody or uh, busting into a store like by a camera detecting micro sentiments of their face and go, oh, no, that's this person. He lives at this road. Um, that's actually where this it is beneficial. Um, the problem is like I think it's absolutely like what I just pointed out, like Walmart and Target, these companies putting face recognition software into their cameras to send people ads saying, Hey, you shopped here last week and bought this. Hey, there's another great sale on that aisle. Wanna go check it out? Yeah, that's that that's where laws should be put in place. Companies shouldn't be allowed to use it to market to people. For public safety, I think it should be allowed. Yeah, like, oh, We've been looking for him. <laughs> yeah, for public safety, it really should be allowed because it will actually help and prevent crime. Yeah, um, but not to make a not to make a cheap buck off of. No, that's just wrong. No, no, no. Um, absolutely wrong. So, um, I think yeah, and I think we are going to see uh, Massachusetts cities uh, uh join cities like Portland, Maine, uh, uh. And Portland, Oregon, as well as San Francisco, Oakland, and Northern California. Um, and earlier this year, Boston became the first major city uh, to bar police from purchasing and using facial recognition services. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people are coming across it. Um, and that's because people are just like, oh, I don't like it's my own personal privacy kind of thing. Um, nope. Yeah. And I get that. When but it comes to the police oh, thing, it's because people are stupid. Police should absolutely have facial recognition software. Yeah, exactly. Technology. It would. It would. Hey, you have a problem with the wrong people being shot or the wrong people being arrested? Guess what would fix that? It would. Mm. Dumbasses. Yeah, like, yep, that's the guy. Facial recognition software would greatly improve the opportunity to get the right person when they arrest someone. Well, Not, for, yeah. first of all, these cameras need to have a better definition because some of these places have really <laughs> shitty cameras, and it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. It's hard to have really good cameras when stupid people keep trying to reduce the budget. <laughs> Not understanding <laughs> that the reason why these places, like, for example, South Central L.A., are such hell zones to live in is mm. because they don't have big enough budgets for cops to patrol the areas enough to actually stop people from dealing crack on the street corners and killing each other. No, well, like they don't have enough why people. That's uh, only a hundred dollar fine now if you if you steal less than a thousand or nine hundred ninety nine dollars or something like that. Like, there's no fine. You just get a it's a harsh truth. But if you went to like literally, if you go to like Compton. In L.A., and you ask these people, they would say to you, we don't see any cops come through here ever. Cops do nothing to help us. They, they would have the reverse of we don't want cops around. They'd be like, where are the cops? There's a gang that, that literally lives across the street. And, and there's drive-bys every night. Why? Where are the cops? Well, they don't come because they don't have enough money to pay cops good enough to go in there without body armor and protection because they don't want to go into a war zone like that under equipped well there's that and they 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 still they only steal nine hundred dollars a day so they're not getting arrested <laughs> yeah, that's just that is the lot it's it's a thousand dollars yeah it's, it's that's like just other stupid shit day. but i just mean in general like the the way to solve the problem is not to reduce the budget give them a big enough budget so they can afford high def cameras that way you could know when they're breaking the law and not doing shit right mm -hmm. and give them enough money for facial recognition software so they can go up to a group of people and be like, 
that guy kidnapped a little girl the other day and not go, was it that guy or that guy? And not know which person it was because they can't figure it out. They won't have to have like, those lineups as much anymore. Yeah, give them the tools to do the job correctly, and they will do the job correctly. I mean, we live around here. It's a te- Technically, you can hate this area. We're blessed to be living in an area with such a low crime rate. There's not much crime in this area. Like, you could go to bed with your door unlocked and not worry that you're going to wake up with being robbed. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, very true, yeah. Like, it, that's just the way it is. And it's not because of the people that live around here. Part of that is, but it's also because we've had a sturdy police force in this area forever. And every time there's an actual crime. Remember when we were kids, Nate, and we heard, like, one day there were there's a series of people breaking into houses, and then two days later, we're like, oh, it's over? Yeah, yeah. We were camping outside and we found like two days. Yeah, because we have an actual police force. And as soon as that shit happened, they found them and put them in prison. Yes, it was. And they stopped it before it could grow into a real problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I barely ever hear of crimes in this area. It's it's nice. Yeah. Real real quick. A Jip Pie is retiring from the FCC. Who? A Jip Pie. Who the hell's a JIT pie? He's the guy who got rid of net neutrality. Yeah, but oh. you, want, you want to know why? why? So you're saying to me, wait, you're I saying to me he I'm was only put there to get rid of net neutrality? <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna get into why, but anyway. <laughs> but, you, but what you're saying, what you're saying is he only took the job so he could get rid of net neutrality and then retire no, no, with the billions no, he was paid that, to do it. That that's not why. It's the person that put him there. Um, because he was just a guy, a big uh high powered guy from Verizon originally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and, was and put he there. Was, he was he put was, there to do one thing and then retire on the money they paid him to do it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's get into this Amazon thing. So Amazon is rolling out um, cheap new tools that will allow factories everywhere to monitor their workers and machines as the tech giant looks to boost its pressure in the industrial sector. They push hard. I know. Like, they're uh, rough to work for. We may love their 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 prices and their, well, and their site, well, but Amazon is a product of more um, hypocritical leftism because they are fine with Amazon being the way they are because it allows them to get everything they need. Just like they're fine with using their iPhone and their iPad while at the same time complaining about human rights. <laughs> a child needs your iPhone, prick. And as of like, what, a couple of weeks ago, there was a leaked news report where they believed that, um, oh God, I don't know if I know the word, Uligar? It's what they call Muslims in China. They're rounding them up and putting them in the camps, which is true. And apparently now they're forcing them to make electronics as slave labor. Mm, Jesus. That hypocrisy, you go on Amazon and you buy from our slave labor and then they ship you something made from their slave labor to uh, to you from Amazon and no one cares Yeah, because it's free and easy to do. Okay, so this, <laughs> the equipment that we're talking about, so we covered this on the podcast about two years ago <clears throat> when Amazon filed this patent. So they're tiny little sensors, uh, two inches by, and they're low cost, um, and they're out to the monotron that can be attached to equipment to the monitor <laughs> abnormal vibrations or temperatures and predict future faults. 
Um, and that's actually a little more than what the patent said. So obviously they've improved the technology since then. Um, and it'll obviously allow them to obviously companies to buy these and put these on so they can actually know what their kind of workers are doing. I guess you could say like, you know I mean, um, and they could have like basically a point of fault. If something goes wrong, they can look at that software and monitor and go, Oh, that's where that went wrong. Um, that person did this. That's where that screwed up. Um, instead of relying on the associate's testimony. Like part of me agrees and doesn't agree. Cause like, for example, I would love if there was some accountability where I work because I get, I get shit all the time for other people not doing their job because I'm expected to do my job three times as good to cover for these people. So in a way I feel, I understand, but I just know it will be used poorly. You know what I mean? Like they'll do terrible things with it. Well, yeah. They'll, they'll abuse this technology, but at the same time, I agree with the idea of it because I want the people not doing their job to be to be disciplined instead of me when all I'm doing is trying to cover that. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Th- that I shit gets on my nerves all the time. Without naming the company I work for, um, we have plenty of things that implement the accountability thing, okay? And they're all great and work, actually, work. They do work. <laughs> I can't say they don't work. Um, they do work for that end of it. The problem is, is that when higher management um realizes things aren't possible to get done they're just like don't worry about that report um just do that and all of a sudden the reports don't matter that people are not doing their job and it's like okay well what was the point of using that then yeah well that that's basically what i'm talking about like, <laughs> i i've been i let me put it this way i had a meeting once with management back in the day before my new manager and the people we have now and i was called in the office for my my review and my boss told me all the things I did well. And then he's like, one of the things you don't do too well is your back, the back room's kind of a mess. And I went, excuse me. And he's like, the seasonal stock room and the clothing area are a mess. And I'm like, I have told you countless times that they don't pick up after themselves and they expect me to do it. And he's like, it's your responsibility to keep it clean. And I said, and it's your responsibility to write up the people not, not keeping their areas clean. Am I wrong? And he said, no. It's your responsibility to do that. I don't have to do anything. And I went, sure you don't, and walked away, got written up for that, and then he got removed like a month later. Hmm. He tried to make, tried to tell me that it was my job to go back there and clean up messes that other people left, but it wasn't his job to then tell them that if they keep doing it, they're going to get written up. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, yeah. I will clean up the mess. But then when I report it to you, it's your job to go sit them down and be like, look, either you do your job right or you're fired. And he's like, no, it's not my job to do that. Bullshit. It's not. You're a manager. That's what you're supposed to do. If anything, (laughs) if someone comes to you and says, Joe is taking a dump in the bathroom every day on the floor and walking away. And your response is, your response is go tell, go tell Jay to clean it up. And Jay comes in and goes, I cleaned it up. Are you going to write Joe up? No, you're just going to clean it up. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you're not doing your job. <laughs> uh, 
Like, uh, it, that, if you could have been there, Nate, you would have laughed. It was outrageously stupid. I could not believe what I was hearing. Oh. Uh, anyway, so, um, so the one thing is though, however, Amazon's own use of the tools because they're already using it to monitor productivity of employees has raised concerns amongst critics. Uh, throughout the pandemic, the company has been has used computer vision to ensure employee complies with social distancing guidelines. So, I mean, there is that, but I mean, that would put a lot of stress on them too, like mental stress, because you're like, yeah, you're but... always being watched in this way. Like, there's one thing to have cameras in a building, but if it's like monitoring you by by package or something like that, that's like, man, I could do anything and they can fire me because, oh, I dropped this, you know. Yeah. Also, keep in mind though that this will backfire in their face really, really bad, like hardcore. I don't think this will even stand. Because if they're recording everything you do at all times, there's going to be points where they get caught breaking the rules for their own benefit. Again, I'll use the company I work for, and I won't mention the name, but I have 110 rugs in my stockroom strapped with bungee with uh, ratchet straps to the wall. If the ratchet strap was to break when I was near it, it would crush me and probably break my bones. Probably, All right. Yeah. Their their policy is that I I'm not allowed to use rapid straps and I'm not allowed to do that. Right. That's their policy. But they send me so many rugs that I have to because I can't fit 300 rugs on the floor and there's nowhere else in the store to put them. <laughs> so I'm forced to put them on the wall and break their rules. And every store in the company does this because they don't have anywhere to go with the rugs and they're shipping too many. So if they were to be recording every single little thing I did and they caught me drop a box and they tried to use that against me in court, I could be like, you see that wall right there? They told me to illegally put them on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very true. Because I don't have a choice. Yeah. Very true. And they could be like, well, you, you should lay them down on the floor. If I laid them down on the floor, we wouldn't have a stock room. Yeah, no, I agree. At some point, you do got to trust your employees, and I think that's a big problem. Big, that's a huge problem with corporate America. Well, you're not, not an employee. Not the, you're not a person to them. Not the mm -hmm. Kickstarters, because a lot of the Kickstarter companies <clears throat> that are uh, coming up all around the world um, have really lax rules. Basically, they're coming when you feel like it, leave when you want, as long as your work's done. Speaking yeah, of, and that, uh, will, and that will only last until they become actually successful. Speaking of quote kickstarter companies have you seen the place that's opening up next door to the store no what place is bomb, that? bomb burritos and bowls oh they are i didn't know where that. uh right next to walmart at the uh at the old we're, mcdonald's no no we're uh we're uh in the plaza we're dunkin donuts or whatever or not dunkin oh, donuts, verizon i think yeah burritos and bowls something yeah, like that so yeah yeah I already go to that plaza every day for lunch, so... Already yeah. sounds good. I mean, they did say it was bomb. <laughs> yeah. I always go... Well, I go to that Dunkin' like every day, so... Yeah. It's it's in one of those plazas right there. Oh. Um, anyway, let's move on to this next topic real quick before we get into the two big ones. Um, Amazon's adding webcam support to its Fire TV Cube. I'm really surprised it doesn't come sooner. Um, I'm actually really surprised, like, video calling people from your TV is not a bigger thing in our day and age, but I guess now it is because of the pandemic, it's becoming a bigger thing. Yeah. Cause like they came out with web TV forever ago. Yes. But of course it looked like shit. It was probably like 480. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Ben got a Facebook portal TV thing. Oh, God. Whatever the hell that is. It's, it's basically terrible. a webcam for your TV that follows you around the room. Yeah. It's it's okay. I don't, I don't see the big deal about it. So this is where I went and took a dump. And then after I got done with that, I took another dump. No, it's just it, so it, he it. could make uh, more pictures for his OnlyFans. Oh, God. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Dude, anyway. he canceled that. He shut it down. Oh, come on. He should just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> just to fuck with people. <laughs> so the new feature is available starting today and is a limit to the newer second generation model of the Cube. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a webcam to be compatible, according to Amazon, it must support UVC with at least 720p resolution and 30 frames per second. Um, UVC. UVC, it's a color thing, whatever. You can select. But most webcams have multiple versions. UVC. Oh, okay. Sometimes you got to um, see it to understand it. Yeah, webcams UVC. with 1080p resolution, 60 frames, 90 degree field uh, view from 6 to 10 feet away from the TV. 4K webcams are not recommended uh, to make the whole process a bit simpler, basically. I think web it's going to be hard. They, if, the Cube can't process 4K, people. <laughs> the Cube. <laughs> The cube. <laughs> so that's what it comes down to. The cube is alive. The cube is alive. <clears throat> no, but I think it's really cool. Like, yeah, that's actually becoming a thing. It should have been a thing years ago. Um, and obviously, it's going to cause other people to start implementing it as well. Um, but let's get into our last two big topics. The first one is Ready Player Two. So, you mean when you tell us what's going on and we don't do anything? Just... Pretty much. <laughs> um, no, okay, so uh, Ready Player One, absolutely one of the best books everybody knows on this podcast. It's absolutely one of my favorite books of all time. I've read that book so many damn times. Um, I'm probably going to read this one a whole bunch of times too. So, um, and to give it a brief, the way I like to put this book, um, it's the Empire Strikes Back slash Back to the Future 2 with a little bit of Black Mirror mixed in of the Ready Player universe. Um, and the reason why I say that there's a lot of things that reminded me of Empire Strikes Back and a lot of things that reminded me of Back to the Future 2. Um, and both those are also my favorite ones in those supported universe. Like Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and Back to the Future 2 is easily my favorite out of the whole trilogy. Um, so, and obviously Black Mirror because it's a sci-fi book and there's a lot of elements that do kind of hint to certain episodes from Black Mirror. Um, and I love the fact that like he, they kept the references coming and I actually learned things about some of the pop culture that I grew up, grew up around. Like, um, like there's some random facts and stuff in this book about Prince I didn't know about. And I found it actually really interesting. Um, that was actually really surprising. And I like the fact that a lot of the pop culture references, um, in this one, tie back to artists and video game artists um and distinctly like one like i pointed out when i messaged grim real quick uh when i was reading i didn't pay attention um there is a reference to um the original artists from the fantasy star Star series um and there's a whole scene with them like in one of the games stuff um wait what so which is really wait what no excuse me what the inside of fantasy star game uh, briefly, they yeah. I, I can't, I'm not going to give it away, Grim. <laughs> briefly, briefly, I'm not going to give away Fuck. what it is. 
You, you don't know how much I love Fancy Star, dude. <laughs> um, and they give credit to the original artist that did that, uh, which is really cool. Uh, the original artist that did those games, along with Ninja Princess, which she also did, uh, which was a really popular game, and it was just called Ninja. I think no clue what Ninja Princess is. You're lying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got to see there was a lot more world building. Like um, the best way I could put it, we learned like like fame. Like obviously, it is not a happy go off into the sunset like ending like like after ready player one it's not perfect things are not perfect um people do not react the way you think they're going to react um, ninja princess is real it's an old uh sega yeah game. yeah it's a yeah it's done by the same people defense star um <laughs> so and people don't react with fame like and this happens in real world too people don't handle fame well sometimes um so, and then there's a whole lot of things like some of the main characters, like Holiday, we learn some darker things about Holiday. And we get to learn a whole, whole lot more about Kira Moru and Ogden Moru, which is really, really cool. We got to hear a whole lot more about their whole story and backstory. Um, and the world just got a lot bigger, I guess you could say, which is really, really good. And I just thoroughly enjoyed this book. And so I'm listening to this book, right? And out of the blue at work, because there's the whole radios that play at work freaking all day long every day it's the same damn songs <clears throat> oh nate now i know i have to re i have to read this book why? because i just found a review giving it a one out of five on kotaku and if kotaku think is bad it must be really oh good. i i don't even want to get into why they're doing that i could punch somebody i but... can tell you exactly why they're doing it because kotaku hates gamers and anything related to gamers they shit all over and that's no, it, not it, it, a joke it's because of one thing the main character says, and it just annoys me. Oh, anyway, um, they hate everything game related. It's all they do. And they're a yeah. game channel or website. Yeah, dude, they think they're real journalists. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you, dude. They literally think they're real journalists. They're not, and they're terrible people who don't enjoy games at all. But let's put it this way: they're like the guys who join, who join like the police force to get into being lawyers or something yeah, like they yeah. join being, they join a, a gaming site to try to learn, to try to get that on their resume so they can go over and be an actual journalist. And they don't care about the, the hobby that they're writing about. So it just comes off as shit. Yeah. Um, so this next thing, the moment, okay. So I'm listening to this book, just looking at, paperwork pretty much at work and um i finished the book listening to it and the thing comes up this has been an audible production thank you for listening okay now no word to lie at all the song don't you forget about me by simple minds <laughs> starts playing on the radio and i was like how the hell does that happen <laughs> with a book that has multiple they are on a planet in this book that's all john hughes films mm -hmm. like how does that happen? <laughs> How? I was like, wow, that's like, there can't be more perfect timing than that just happening. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that uh, the other day. Yeah, it was like, holy shit. That was, yeah. Um, but I really do enjoy it. And everybody wants to know, like, he did hint at, he's been, I've watched multiple interviews since the book came out. Um, Ernest Klein uh, did said he's uh, happy with the story, where it ended. Um, he might do a prequel. 
and I was wondering about that. And I do have to say, everybody reading this book, um, they haven't read it yet. This is the end of the story. There's really nowhere for them to go. Um, this well, is that's a true stupid. money. This is a money. True, this is a true ending to the story. <laughs> um, but in 20 years, um, it'll be money. <laughs> um, but the prequel, I think, will be really cool because there's definitely room for where you can go in prequels. See, told you, told you, dude. This, it's not actually the end. He's just going to write a prequel. Money. Well, no, no, no. He said he's going to do a possibly a prequel. But he also, like I said, um, in anybody who's a fan of the Ready Player One book, go read Armada. Armada is freaking awesome book too. Um, if I thought there was loves... already a Ready Player Two. What? I thought there was already multiple books for this story. No, this is the second book in the Ready Player Two. Then there's obviously there's his other book series, Armada. Uh, which he's writing the sequel to right now. Um, that's also getting a movie as well. Um, but the also, one thing, what I was going to say as, as a side note, since you didn't even notice it or cover it, Peter Dinklage should not be the toxic Avenger in the reboot. What? Oh God, no, 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 no. No. What? I like, um, I like, Peter, I like, I like Peter Dinklage. Is the, the toxic Avenger can't be a, a three foot tall man. No. He's not going to be able to do any any kind of fighting at all. Yeah. He's not even a superhero now. If anything, he should have been one of the villains. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah. Are they going to so, charge that movie? Okay. So they anyway. wokeified that movie. <laughs> so well, then it will be nothing. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. <laughs> that would be a nothing movie. <laughs> no, no, no. That just means that they they want to prove that. A, a, a three foot tall man could still be a hero, which is completely not true. Um, so the one thing I have to say though, um, because the only thing that annoyed me about the Ready Player One movie uh, was the very last, like the end, last end scene where he was like, "Oh, we decided to shut the Oasis off every Tuesdays and Saturdays or whatever it was, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday's okay. my day off, you prick. No, no, no. So um, that's the only thing that annoyed me because there's a lot of like, sli- like what we know about the big red button and we know a whole lot more now from this second book. Um, you can't shut that off. You can't shut the Oasis off unless you want to have civilization come to an end. Um, literally. Um, there is so many things in this, like you can't just shut that off. So I, I know they're supposed to be writing a second movie. So I'm really hoping they're going to retcon that last line in some way, shape or form. Because it wouldn't fit. It doesn't, Nate, don't you okay i don't understand you nate you literally will call out a giant plot hole like that but you're blind to all the plot holes in the star wars movies i i don't anywho. get you dude anywho no maybe anywho that it pissed me off it's such a bad plot hole yeah everything in star wars makes sense uh, anyway like, come yeah, on but... man but yeah, so anybody out there, go check out if you've never read Ready Player One, read Ready Player One, right? Um, but yeah, Ready Player Two is really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it, and I will be reading it again. I plan on starting it in about a week or two because I have to finish the third book of the Saxon Chronicles, and then I'm doing the next book, uh, the Swarm, oh, which yep. is the first book of the second series of the Formic Wars, yes. which is. Um, Ender's game. Ender's game, I know. Yeah. So uh, once I get past that, 
And one thing I didn't know, so if I did know, Will Wheaton, absolutely. Will he Wheaton? Is, Will he's Wheaton. an incredible narrator. No, he's not. Like, he's Will <laughs> Wheaton. Um, like, he did such a good job in the first one. And I didn't know this about the first book. So the first Wait book, a minute. He reads the first book? He reads both of them. And so Armada. The, and Armada. So uh, the audio books the audiobooks are him is what you're saying. Um yeah, Ernest Klein well, Ernest Klein's friends with Will Wheaton, so Will Wheaton, he he signed him up for uh has his narrator is all his All right, books. I'm deleting it right now. Um so and Will Wheaton does an absolutely great job. And I didn't know this about the first book. The first book was one of the first and only books to sit on the top of like the bestsellers for an audiobook for five weeks in a row ever. Like, there's no audiobook that's done that. Oh, God, that. he's right. Yeah, well, we, I can't li- I can't listen to the book now. <laughs> he does such a great job. You don't No, he's su- Will Wheaton is the giant, the biggest tool around. I can't read, I can't listen to it now. Mean, don't it's... you watch Tabletop? Tabletop's a great show. No, because he's Will freaking Wheaton. He's a jackass. <laughs> he is not. Yes, he is. Have you ever seen any of his posts? On uh, any any of his freaking virtual signaling posts, he literally gets up every day and finds a new way to spout random bullshit to make him seem holier than thou. Oh. That's all he does. Oh. Um, He's no, a pretentious he does, prick. He does such a great job of like like there, I've listened to a lot of audiobooks, and only a few people can actually emphasize and get across like what the book's trying to tell you in the words and how he phrases it and stuff. It just, it's, he's such a good job at the guy that does real times is, is amazing. Michael. Yeah. He's pretty good too. Yeah. Um, and he's not Will Wheaton. So oh, Will Wheaton isn't, yeah, he's easily one of the best audio book. Mm, no, no, ever. he's a terrible person. <laughs> okay. Anywho, um, <laughs> let's get into the Mandalorian. So Mandalorian, one of the best episodes, um, Dave Filoni directed this episode. He's also the creator of Ahsoka Tano. And that's why we speculated she was going to be in this episode. And we were right. Did um, you see this episode, Grim? I haven't seen I've only seen the first one. So go ahead and keep ruining for me, prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely incredible. So if anybody, one thing I want to get across is that um, if anybody wants to know why her horn slash ears, whatever you want to call them things. I don't know what the, I don't ha- know the hair. I wouldn't know what they are because I haven't seen the episode yet. They're not hair. They're actually well. They're technically classified as tails. Are they? They're Jesus not tentacles. Yes, or they're, something? they're tails technically. Um, now, her, is that the tails species. of the Sonic variety for her species? <laughs> um, and the reason why they're a little bit shorter. So I was reading this. So they actually had props, um, and even their martial art experts that was doing the moves could not manage with the distribution of weight being so shifted so badly when she's jumping around and stuff um so they actually had to use a smaller because it wasn't possible with such a big prop they got in the way (laughs) yeah 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 so that's why it just wasn't practical you couldn't um they and thing is though dave filoni is huge for practical effects he doesn't he you they use cgi obviously but to a minimum um and obviously, because he's a huge component of George Lucas, and George Lucas is obviously he loved practical effects too. So, um, and they want to stick to as many practical effects as they can. Um, and obviously, we learned the child's name. Don't tell uh, Grim. Oh, I don't care about his name. It's going to be. It, it, I'm sure he's. It, they've been saying the damn name all over. Every it's radio terrible. Every, 
it's gonna be it, it's gonna it's, be retardedly it's baby bad. Yoda. So. That's what it is. That's that's the name. <laughs> baby Yoda. His name is Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. Oh my God, that is terrible. <laughs> uh, so, how long before they announced that it's not a he, it's a she? Ooh. Um. So. Okay, so and obviously we learned called Grogu. Entire, we also Grogu. learned his entire. We learned uh, Grogu's back whole backstory, which is really cool. Uh, of where Dude, he came from. It's, so, it's okay. It's okay. No, that thing is like a day old. What's its backstory? It came out yeah, when God got Goo Goo, mother got shot, it it's ran 50, away. It's fifty years they old. Told you, they told you how old he was in the first episode. He's fifty <laughs> something years old. <laughs> Its entire background story is Gaga Goo Goo. Um, <laughs> he ate another frog. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, I laughed so hard when he was eating the eggs. I was like, these people were complaining about that. Yeah. <laughs> so we know he was raised in the actual Jedi Temple before mm. the Clone Wars. So, um, oh my God, does that mean that meme is is a, amazing? What meme? What? You haven't seen the meme, Nate? No. It's. You know the part where Anakin walks into the into the tower and kills all the younglings? Yeah. And it's that part when the, the little white kid's like, Master Anakin, what is going on? And then you see the lightsaber. Someone put someone put Baby Yoda hiding behind one of the chairs, sticking his head halfway out. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that actually could have been the thing. So we're, we don't know everything about it. Um, we know um, Ahsoka Tano, she mentions his name and he responds to it. And then you watch um, Grogu's face when he when she says Master Yoda, and he responds. He looks right at her and gives a face like he's thinking about a friend that he's missed for a long time. It's really creepy. It's like holy shit. So um, he does know who Yoda. That is. baby's face is the same in every scene, though. He doesn't. He yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't respond to anybody else's name. But when she says Yoda, he does. He responds right away. Um, well, that and gives his a face name. like. No, well, yeah, his name, but he has a face like he's like a, like a friend he hasn't seen in a long time. Mm. When she says Yoda, um, which is where a huge portion of the Star Wars like fan base now is hinting at. If this is true, we don't know. We have no idea where Dave Filoni's mind is going. Um, but if that... if he has any creativity at all, the way he will go is he'll do a time jump at one point and bring him into like his teen years. Whereas. Uh, maybe that would be cool. That would be a couple hundred years. Or maybe, ago. maybe literally do like four seasons of the Mandalorian, have it end with whatever dramatic ending, and then launch right into another series Called with this character. <laughs> yeah, with this character grown up and is now saving Star Wars from the shit that is Ray. Yeah, um, <laughs> we, al we also know he was trained by many masters uh, at the temple. Um, and then his mind was actually wiped. Oh, oh God! Are you telling me it was like the church? And... Um, so <laughs> he was trained. And by apparently, apparently, the uh, oh. there was something big about the uh, the fight scenes. Okay, yeah. So I'll get to that in a minute. But I no, to shut up. I'll get to that in a minute. But like, all right, I'm so... leaving right now. It's eight o'clock anyway. <laughs> well, no, I'm not I don't want you to. No, I gotta go, Nate. It's eight anyway. Now <laughs> you can cover the stuff without ruining it for me, dude. Okay. All right. So. Uh, have fun. <laughs> okay. So spoiling correct. Anyway. So uh one thing is that his mind was wiped. So we don't know if he actually is completely acting like a toddler because his mind was wiped or if he actually does act that way. Mm. Um there's a lot of speculation in that. And he also 
could possibly be. We don't know at all. He could just be a force sensitive child. Mm -hmm. Um, but if he was trained by possible many masters and people knew about him, especially Yoda, the response to Yoda's name, um, he could have been the child of Yoda and Yaddle. Mm -hmm. And obviously people are going to bring up the whole Jedi are celibate. They're not allowed to take loved ones. They're not allowed to have attachments. Yes, but they've made exceptions for certain races, part of the Jedi council where their races are going almost extinct. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that maybe um, because of the race. And we don't know exactly about Yoda's race. And if they were going extinct, they would have let Yoda Yaddle, get it on. They would have let Yaddle <laughs> and Yoda actually procreate. Oh. Um, and if anybody doesn't know, we don't, well, it's not canon anymore, um, but it's the only explanation right now for the disappearance of Yaddle between episode one and episode two. Mm -hmm. um, if you read the book, The Jedi Quest, she saves Anakin's life and gets killed. Um, so. The other speculation is that he might have been the only youngling spared because he was Yaddle's kid. And Yaddle saved his life at one point. Mm -hmm. So it's the only youngling he spared when he killed them all. Or that he knew of. Maybe he didn't see them. Who knows? Well, it's not a matter of seeing. Like, Jedi sense things. They don't see. Well, maybe it escaped. <laughs> Who knows? I don't freaking know. Um, but so that's the biggest, like if he was at the Jedi temple, either one, someone smuggled him out, which could have been a number, any number of people. Um, Bail Organa is probably the most prevalent one. He was the last one at the temple. Um, but if not, Anakin could have spared him because his mother saved his life at one point. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so, and that's where that comes in. But the fact is that he was trained. He didn't just wasn't force sensitive out of the blue. He was trained by Jedi, multiple Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the big thing with the fight scene at the end, it was really well done. Um, but the big thing is at the end of the fight, when Ahsoka Tana wins, if you don't notice that fight, she is mostly toying with her, uh, Ahsoka Tano, cause she doesn't want to kill her. Um, and that's why she basically, cause she could have easily just cut her in half probably. Um, Ahsoka Tano is like on like a way another level compared to that lady. <laughs> um, and then obviously the, Right when that fight ends, she was like, okay, now tell me where your master is. Where is Thrawn? Um, and they wouldn't have done that for just to throw it out there, which means the main bad guy, I think, in this TV series is going to be General Thrawn. Um, which anybody doesn't know, he was the main bad guy in the first trilogy of books after Return of the Jedi, which is no longer canon. There's a new tra a canon with Thrawn in it. A whole bunch of books. Well, a few books. Um, and David Thrawn's like his species are a lot like Vulcans in stuff means, but they're not exactly Romulans either. Um, but they are very like rational and set more towards their own power and greed, I guess you could say. Um, so everything's logic with, uh, his character. And so I'm really excited that we're going to see, um, possibly see Admiral Thrawn. Um, because we haven't, that's one of the characters I've been wanting to see in live action since I read those books when I was like, what, like 14 <laughs> or 13. I've been wanting to see that character on film. Like he's a pretty awesome bad guy. So we're finally going to get to see that. And then a little small Easter egg. A lot of people didn't know. I found out recently is that the woman that she was fighting, the madam, whatever her name was, I can't remember her name offhand. Um, she, Magistrate the, Morgan Elizabeth. Yeah, Magistrate Morgan Elizabeth. 
um, the woman playing her is Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Wow, really? Yeah, and she was actually really performing. She's actually trained in multiple martial arts. She actually did that whole scene herself. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, little Easter egg there. But that was easily, and it's I think it's the highest rated uh, Mandalorian episode so far, too. Um, and I would love to see what, obviously, Johnny thinks about seeing Ahsoka Tano if he saw the episode, but... Let's find out at a later time. Well, I hear they're supposed to be, they might be making a, a show based on it. On what? Ahsoka. That would be really, really cool. On the um, Disney they, they already, channel. They already confirmed they are doing a Boba Fett spinoff. Which we still haven't really had Boba Fett in the show. No, he hasn't shown back up yet. We know he's there, but he'll show back up soon, I think. And just in general, like, it's incredible where this show is going it's they just branched it out like they can do so much with that show now and they're going to tie in a whole bunch of loose ends now um there's a really really good chance we're going to see luke skywalker i think anyway um giving what's what just last happened um because she said she was going he was she sent him to one of the shrines on an old jedi temple <clears throat> one of the first jedi temples actually um, and if anybody remembers what Luke was doing at this exact time in the timeline was searching for all the old Jedi temples. So there's a really good chance the Mando is going to run into Luke Skywalker. Hmm. So which was going to be really, really, which would be really, really cool. So I, I am like, obviously the show just gets better and better and better. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I really so, liked I really liked the last episode. What one? The one where they were escaping, uh, where they were blowing up the thing. Oh, yeah, that one actually was really cool. bo can. That was really cool. But, like, this ne this episode. No, no, not that one. The, the one after that, where the, he bumped, he went back to uh, the guy and the girl. The guy and the girl. The guy and the girl, and they blow up the the uh, the base. The the episode before the last one. <laughs> where 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 uh, he has to fly his he's flying his ship and he does some kind oh, of oh the siege move. yeah 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 the siege yeah that one oh that was great where uh, Grogu was eating those he stole those macaroons oh yeah the, he's, yeah, he's in a freaking he's in the 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 jet thing that he flies and he's like Wee! yeah that one was actually really cool that was actually a high paced episode yeah and I we love got that to episode. see uh for the first time because that episode made shadow uh troopers canon which is really cool well um, what was shadow also cool is we 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 we, found, we we met a new character jeans guy jeans guy you didn't hear about that jeans guy in in uh one of the scenes in the background you can see a guy's arm and his arm with a watch and jeans one of the one oh. of the uh crew members in the background by oh, accident That's and, and manny I, I heard about it i found it manny and i were watching it and uh i was like look look at that he's like what what you gotta be kidding me and uh <laughs> i uh 
they digitally removed it recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it was funny. We found but, it. We got to see it. And uh, uh, somebody made a, uh, like, a Photoshop image of a, of a you know, the Mandalorian toy line, and it was Gene's guy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, and it shows yeah, his, actually... it's just his arm and leg in, in the wall. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, uh, and we didn't cover this episode because we didn't do an episode last week. But real quick, the Shadow Troopers are stormtroopers that are force sensitive and can use lightsabers. Are they based on Darth Vader? No. Are those those things that he was standing in front of? Yeah. Those are shadow troopers. Because they, um, the, you saw the back of them. It looked like Darth Vader robots or something. Yeah. They are the product of, well, the Unleashed games are still not canon, mm-hmm. but they're the product of those experiments. Oh, that would be really cool to make that canon. Um, so we don't know if that's going to eventually be canon, but because he um, was a clone, the experiments are making clones, right? Of uh, yeah, Jedi's or yeah, Force sensitive. Yeah, and obviously we know now. Like for instance, when he walked in and when they saw that, um, when we saw the other clones, we heard Snoke's music playing. Oh, so really? We know that we, we know that was when um they were starting to clone to make Snoke itself. Um, and oh, Snoke crap. was actually a cl- snake. Snoke was technically a clone of the emperor, uh, a failed clone of the emperor. Mm-hmm. And the emperor we saw in rise of Skywalker was also a failed clone of the emperor. Um, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> yeah. Cause yeah, so, I was trying to uh, figure out what I was looking at in that, in that glass incubation yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Those are, sh- yeah, that's, that's one of the first, uh, iterations of, uh, Snoke. Wow. That yeah, was that a makes, fail. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. And if you look at it real close, you can notice like the same crease in the head and stuff. It's looks like Snoke. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's Star Wars. We know we've gone over for a little bit. But we had to get cover the Mando. We'll be covering the next episode next week. Um, but we have there's so much more to go with this show. And obviously, I'm not going to give her a spoiler review of Ready Player Two. Not for a while, but in a future podcast episode, I will get a spoiler review. Probably about six months from now. If you'll have time to read the book and check it out. So until then, until next week, where we cover more Mando and the baby or Mando and the Grogu now. So and remember, if you're on Spotify, well, hey, if you're on podcast, because if you're on Podbeam, they're our host. Give us a rating. Download Spotify. I'm sure a lot of you have Spotify already. Listen to our podcast over there. It helps our ratings, helps boost our numbers. Check us out. Let us know what you think. And you can find us anywhere on social media. Get tech geeks or just get teched on facebook or wherever you find us but until next week for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech get teched and we will see you next week